we're really living in the middle of this um, point of opportunity and friction, which is technology so excited to break out and cause impact, but also regulators and internal risk stakeholders saying, hey, I need to feel okay about this system. How can I see how a model made a decision? How can I test that system? How can I verify how you evaluated a model for bias? Our software really enables all of those questions for those non-technical partners. I'm pleased today to be here with Anthony Habayab. He is the co-founder and CEO at Monitor. Welcome, Anthony. Hey, Josh. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background and how it led you to co-found the company. Yeah. Well, so Monitor is a um, AI in model governance software platform. Um, I am not a data scientist. I am not a software engineer. I am not a model builder. I am not from insurance. The hell am I doing here? Um, so I fundamentally believe artificial intelligence is going to make our lives better. That, that belief goes back several years for me. So my background is really large company disruption and transformation. And as I thought about that great potential of AI, I couldn't help but keep thinking, what could I do to help that potential? And I started exploring that question in Boston, you know, greater Boston area, which was sort of our, our backyard, right? What a great place to figure out what can I do to help AI realize its potential? Um, and that landed in a really interesting place, which was people are scared of these systems. People don't trust these applications. Um, and then large enterprises that are spending billions of dollars to build these these businesses, um, they don't really have good oversight and controls to even internally have good confidence and trust in these systems. Um, and so that's where Monitor comes in, is after years of really exploring what can I do to accelerate the potential of AI, I realized that building a company that delivers software for risk teams at large enterprises to for those teams to build confidence and trust in technology that's my piece of this. That and it's solvable. Just has to be built, and uh, so I set out to build it and, and started Monitor. You have a pretty interesting background. So you know, you, you said sort of like, how the hell did I end up here? But but how did you end up here? I mean, was there something in those collective yeah. experiences that that triggered this? Yeah, absolutely. And so my career has done everything from being a salesperson to running the sales team to driving marketing and strategic partnerships, acquisitions and divestitures. And every step along the way, I've tried to build the skills to then start my own company at some point. So given the fact that, you know, you, you didn't say have the technical background and didn't have the industry background. Um, is your co-founder someone you brought in? Did you guys kind of crash into each other and it was serendipitous? I, yeah. I, you know, and more broadly, given your background, you know, once you saw this idea had legs, how, you know, how have you thought about building your team overall? Yeah, I, my journey really formed this opinion that like audit is at the core of all of this. Like auditability is this really powerful enabling concept that, regulatory and governance and risk management, like all of those things are built on this foundation of having access to verify something. And that's really the foundation of audit is that there's like evidence that's verifiable. And so 
I spent a little time thinking about like, what is verifiable evidence of a machine learning project look like? And that's based in these auditing type principles. And so at some point in, in my own journey, I did this search on Google, like an exact quote search for machine learning audit. And Andrew was like the whole first page. I'm like, who is this? And so then I look him up and I'm like, wow, started his career as an auditor, then got a master's in data science, started building machine learning models to do audits and then said, hey, auditor here, does anyone want to check my system? And no one knew how. So he started developing the methodology and practices of this is how you audit machine learning, which actually ended up really being a key element of ISACA's guidance on how you audit machine learning, right? And ISACA is like standards for IT audit. Like they're very much like the sort of governing and educating group around that. So that's what I found online. So got to know him, that thing turned into sort of a good friendship professional partnership, eventually uh, sort of a key first piece in building out Monitor. Given the sensitivity of this topic, I would assume that in, in, in sort of a, their own way, your customers are going to try to audit you or really understand what, what, what what's there. And I know you're intentionally trying to open up the black box, so to speak. Um, but, 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 you know, what sort of questions do they ask you and how do you navigate that, you know, particularly as a startup? Yeah, you know, I think that that's actually, um, it's one of the biggest challenges within, if you're building software to face insurance or any rate major regulated enterprise customer, there's certain table stakes you have to build before you could even really have a material relationship. And that's not for everybody. You know, like you, you, you don't get quick points on the board in the way that you might if you're really trying to build a leading enterprise SaaS platform. So we knew that coming in. And so we stayed pretty lean and agile as a business until we started to like build the right foundation that was ready for when someone like Progressive Insurance said, I want to use you, you're prepared to go the whole mile of InfoSec, vendor risk assessment, right? IT review, because you don't get in there unless you go through all those things. And so would you say that within your 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 target market that everybody has recognized there's an issue or is it you know a certain percentage and is this being driven from the board level is it being driven from the c-suite is it coming risk side technology side like you know who's 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 really driving someone to potentially um, move forward in finding a solution and making sure they're protected in this area yeah, you know, it's a it's a great question. This is still early. Um, and so while we do really focus on insurance, and that's the space that we're putting most of our energy into, this is a problem that reaches beyond insurance. And so really the, the earliest um, buyers, and I would say the, mo the most forward-leaning organizations around this idea of responsible and ethical AI those spending more money to build better governance around machine learning applications are really corporations that fit a couple of profiles. One of them is someone who believes in like proactive um, uh, software infrastructure development. Then you have corporations that um, really need to build better governance and more responsible and ethical infrastructure around my company today. Some are both. But those are sort of the two elements that I think are like thematic drivers. So how much of your how much of your time do you spend trying to sort of educate people and maybe make them aware of the 
pain that they don't realize they have or the pain they could have versus just kind of letting those market forces shape up and working on having the right solution. Yeah, you know, it's, it's such a, I don't know that I have the right answer here, Josh. It's, it's one of the hardest questions, I think, when you're building something in an emerging category is if and when you start to push really hard versus sort of build the foundation that is prepared to catch the wave as the wave starts to crest and you want to ride the wave in, right? How do you put yourself in a position that you're like there to catch that wave um, and sort of block off other people that might want to? Um, I think I think about that stuff a lot. Looks like, you know, whether it's, you know, growth stage all the way back to, to uh, you know, seed and pre-seed um, investors are, you know, rethinking and you've got the latest Sequoia memo saying, you know, batting down the hatches and uh, most VCs telling their portfolio companies, you know, the age of cheap growth capital is gone and you need to figure out how to get to profitability ASAP and minimize your burn. But how are you approaching that? You know, what, what, what's your experience with your current investors and how they're advising you and how are you thinking about what this next raise might look like? Yeah. You know, I um, this is my first venture back business. Um, but I've operated building things inside of like a PE cash constrained environment. So while I've been building new things, like I've been in this like beg, borrow and steal mode most of my career. Um, and one of the things I've probably been self-reflective on in my own monetary journey so far is sometimes asking, am I being aggressive enough in spending compared to what you see some other companies do? Like there's this sort of like the amount of burn that you see in a lot of these early stage companies generalizing of course here right but it's yeah. like sometimes for me almost like shocking like i i can't i can't even get my head around doing that sometimes not because i haven't operated a large pnl in, in sort of like budget but until you have certain evidence and foundation around something i don't know that you should be deploying that much burn right and so that's how i've been building monetar right and i actually think that 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 evidence in our historical financials and even as we sort of go into this raise, like um, I'm not adjusting to being like a fiscally conservative, aggressive builder, right? That's just sort of who I am. Are there any areas we didn't cover today that, you know, whether it's monitor specific, monitor specific, or, you know, just other trends in the industry or or, or what you see coming in AI and ML? Um, that, that, that you'd like to discuss? Uh, this was great. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed this, Josh. Uh, you know, I think probably just one thing that going back to not being from insurance that uh, might sound a little cheesy, but I really do believe um, you've got a great audience around you and a network around you that is, you know, surrounding insurance. Um, my own opinion, I think the industry could do a better job of, of explaining why insurance is so important and why it would be so exciting to have impact on insurance. Um, there's a lot of great talent out there in the market. Um, and there's even people within industry that I don't think really realize how impactful in a positive way, how critical in an everyday way insurance really is. And, you know, for all of those executives that are in there, like, you know, really telling that story of like, everything depends on insurance, right? The most important, like, scary moments in your life need insurance and the opportunity to improve that thing, I think can be pretty inspiring. And, you know, 
for my small part, I'm now trying to tell that story. Um, but that's probably an observation I have from the outside is until I started to peel back layers, I started with like, oh, Jesus, what am I doing in insurance? But now I genuinely have this connection and appreciation for I'm hopefully going to have an impact on one of the most important things impacting our life. And, uh, you know, I'd love, I'd, love, I'd love to see that story told a little bit more aggressively to bring more outsiders, I guess, like me, into this space. And thanks for the time here. I, I appreciate it. And um, thanks for being such a great connector, too, across industry. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Anthony Habayev, he is the CEO and co-founder of Monitar. Thanks for being on. Thank you.